It's Monday, kind of a slow, boring day, kind of. But most of the talk today is about uh, the border, which, in my opinion, uh, really not the hugest issue when you think of all the things we really face. I mean, it's a huge issue. The you know the the, the fact that all these illegals flooding our country certainly the issue. But at the end of the day. The president himself right now could take action and solve the problem. He doesn't want to, right? We already have laws on the books that could take care of this problem right now. The problem is they don't want to. You know, the part that's a game is these asinine bills that the senators have uh, proposed, I mean, $70 million or whatever it is to Ukraine and Israel, but 20, uh, only 20 billion uh, to secure our own country and our own border. Once again, this is a problem that could be easily solved. It, the problem we have is that nobody wants to actually solve it uh kind of most of our problems now i mean i'd make the same argument about most of the problems that we face here in america as is but why is it that these politicians are so arrogant now that they're not even willing to play the game and pretend like they care they're not even playing that game anymore they're pretty much you know just sit down, shut up, and whatever else. And the one thing that I really wanted to kind of point out here, um, and I think it's something that a lot of people uh, fail to see, is that when we're talking about the immigration uh, and the Democrats wanting to flood the country for votes, that's true. And they certainly do want the illegals voting. That's true, too. But I think the much larger picture is that they need to increase the population in, you know, uh, targeted places. So what better way than this immigration thing? right where they're bossing them off to the cities that they need the numbers right i think in my opinion one of the most common misconceptions with this is that they need to vote for that voter as i said they'll take it if they can get it but they need to get people counted on the census that's the main thing uh the inclusion of immigrants in the census can have a significant impact on the distribution of house seats and votes in the electoral college this is because the census determines how many seats each state gets in the house of representatives and these seats are then used to determine the number of electoral votes each state has in presidential elections when the population of a state increases due to immigration, it may gain more seats in the House and more electoral votes. This can change the balance of power in Congress and the Electoral College, potentially benefiting states with large immigrant populations. This can also affect the 
uh, political representation of different regions and the allocation of federal funding for various various programs, which then also gets kicked back to certain politicians who then, you know, get some nice funding for their campaigns, right? Wash, rinse, repeat. So my point is oftentimes you hear the Democrats, oh, but that, you know, but the illegals can't vote. The illegals can't vote. The illegals can't vote. Although in some states they can, and in a lot of places they're giving them driver's licenses and, you know, that would give them the ability to register to vote and vote. Uh, in my opinion, though, I think that inflating numbers on the census and then literally changing the value of each of the states. I mean, you think about that um, as a tool to control the vote. I mean, look at a state like New York, for instance. Uh, on Long Island, it's Trump country. Yet, we've been a deep blue state for a long time now i would argue that's caused by you know uh unsecure elections obviously but you know it's it it's it's just the amount of fraud right and we're also a sanctuary city, which they've been flooding New York with illegals for a long time. And I suspect that when you take a real good look at a lot of these uh, Democrat, uh, Democrat, yeah, they're rats, all right, Democrat strongholds, um, you'll probably see the same pattern. Um, and that's part of the reason why people like me have gotten really pissed off when you have states like texas bossing the eagles to uh new york right or these liberal sanctuary cities first of all there's no such thing as a sanctuary city if we were to follow the constitution that's all illegal so that's a terrible argument in my opinion but secondly think about what i just told you about earlier about the census and the increase in the population right so you take you're doing the dirty work for them, right? And then you have a situation where Texas could come out and tell its voters, oh, look, we're doing what, we, what we're supposed to do. And then you have states like New York who could say, no, 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 we like immigrants, but this is too many, right? Like you're seeing Mayor Adams do. And at the end of the day, they're all getting what they want, right? New York gets an increased population. Maybe we'll get another representative or so. Maybe it'll be more electoral points in the future. Strength strengthens the stronghold. I hate when that happens. It strengthens the uh, stronghold that Democrats have on the state of New York. Imagine states like New York, California, were actually competitive. And look at Texas. Houston. Dallas, you know, it's starting to get a little 
a little Democrat. And they like, you know, and you see it too with a lot of um, uh, all the redistricting after elections and all that kind of nonsense. Uh, at some point, we really got to look at all of that. And the thing that I find pretty interesting is that, once again, this is my opinion, the only important issue that we face right now, or I would say probably more correctly, the most important issue is this election security thing. And I'm glad to finally see some people, some whom I don't really agree with on a lot of politics. However, I do see some people coming out now and finally saying, like, what are we doing? Um, it's it's pretty nutty to think that we're going to go into 2024 and have a different uh, uh, result as we had in 2020. We have the candidate. We have the votes. What we don't have is the fair system uh, where we can win. They're not going to let them win. I don't know why it is that people uh, don't really understand that. You know, and I see a lot of people um, going back to default, lame Republican talking points. We don't need more voters. I mean, it's always good to get more voters. Don't get me wrong, right? But, like, we don't need more voters. We have the votes to win. We have the candidate to win. What we do not have is the machinery itself. Well, we have the machinery. We just got to get rid of the machinery. You know what I mean? We need a system that you can have a safe and fair election. We do not have that. And for as long as you use these voting machines, and I see people playing games with that too, uh, you know, enough with the, um, uh, the nitpicky little every word, right? I, I saw somebody the other day post, oh, well, you got to stop calling them voting machines because technically it's software, bro. Listen. We don't have time for that kind of crap. Software, voting machines, okay? Anything electronic should not be used to capture uh, votes. We need to go to paper, all right? And of course you have the same lame arguments with, oh, it'll take five years. Yeah, no, it won't, right? Until we have an election that's fair and safe, we're not gonna win. And quite frankly, you're not going to get good people to run because who the hell's going to stop whatever it is that they're doing in life to, you know, run a campaign that you don't even have a chance of winning, right? It's really all you're looking for is a chance, a fair chance, right, to win. We have all the things we need, yet I still see people making the same mistake. Just to, for instance, a whole bunch of people who came out yesterday um, talking about how the replacement from George Santos, you know, it's got to be this registered Democrat. Why? We don't have, we really don't have anybody that's a good Republican. You can say what you want about George Santos, okay? He voted the way he said he would. He supports Trump. And that's the other thing. Um, 
got into an argument with somebody who makes a living pretending to be the president, uh, which, by the way, I would, you know, I'm not saying not to, because I think you should absorb as much information as you can. Um, but I would look at the people you listen to closely uh, because people don't just turn this always signs. And I'm seeing it with a couple people now, actually. Uh, and starting to use liberal arguments and, and, and things like that. One guy told me I worship Trump, which I don't. Anybody who listens to me knows I've criticized Trump on a couple issues, mainly personnel decisions. Um, but two things with that. The guy that called me that actually makes a living pretending to be him. Uh, and secondly, it shows the lack of understanding that the situation that we're in has nothing to do with Trump, the person, the, his policies, his ideas, none of that. It's got nothing to do with any of that. Right now, it's freedom or tyranny. Uh, and there's only one guy, and I say this with love, stupid enough to risk his family, his life, everything he's ever earned. Look at what they're doing to the guy. Right? So this has nothing to do with Trump, the human being, the person, or his ideas or policies. We can argue about that later. We need to restore freedom here in America because uh, we're losing it. And at the end of the day, that's what's on the ballot. So, uh, you know, in context to what I was talking about with this one particular influencer, um, trying to make the argument that we need to vote for a Democrat to replace George Santos, you know, because we need the votes, bro. No, we don't. Once again, as I said before, it's always good to have more. But if we learned anything from the first term, it should be there cannot be any concessions. First of all, the guy only gets four years. Everybody better be pro-MAGA and for the agenda, and that's that, right? It's got nothing to do with Trump or or uh, worshiping somebody, a person. He's the only guy capable of doing what we need to do and the only guy that's willing to do it. I mean, uh, any of these attacks on him will happen to anybody that runs. The difference is, is most of them will never weather the storm. Most of them would have caved a long, long time ago where this guy continues to fight. Um, but as I said, we really need to be cautious about who we allow to influence us. I don't think we should be allowing anybody to really influence us. I mean, you know, even, uh, uh, something like this stream, you know, listen and do your own due diligence and take a look, take a look for yourself. Don't allow people to, um, decide things from you. It's one thing to get somebody else's perspective and, you know, see, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. Um, but I think that one thing that we could really do better is weeding out, um, the people who really don't have the best intent for our movement or our country, right? Really, our movement at this point is about restoring freedom in our country, opportunity, freedom. Uh, I 
personally do not think our country uh, is able to handle another four years in the direction that we're going. And quite frankly, as I said earlier, if we don't get a handle on this election thing, uh, for everyone that they steal, it'll become harder and harder for us to ever do anything about it. And the answer is with the state, by the way, not the federal government, because these things are state run. Um, the power's in the state. But the problem is, is too many people are focused on everything, but and are easily uh, influenced. Kind of like this border subject, you know, I see a lot of people making uh, policy arguments, and that's good and great. But it's kind of all irrelevant when, at the end of the day, these laws are already on the books. These states already have the authority to protect their states. Uh, the president himself could fix this, and yet none of these people do it, whether, whether it's Republican or Democrats. And to a lot of the people that watch this that are hardcore Republican uh, voters and always have been, clearly you remember a majority of these politicians that are still in government supported amnesty before Trump came. It was Trump that forced the immigration issue. Even the Republican Party, the establishment GOP, wanted nothing to do with it. That's why we're where we are now. Uh, not because nothing can be done, not because it's unstoppable. They don't want to. They don't want to. They want to continue to do what they've been doing. And that's nothing for the American people. That's everything for enriching themselves and their friends. Um, and at some point, we got to stop enabling it. And before I end this, not to beat a dead horse, the only way to stop this is for our vote to once again matter. So really, at this point, any other conversation is kind of useless. And I would um, I say this a lot. I would take that into consideration when you follow and listen to people, are they talking about it? I mean, I find it hard to believe that anybody that's truly on our side wouldn't talk about like the huge elephant in the room. And that's like, we got robbed in 2020. Uh, and we've done next to nothing to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Uh, the other side has been doing everything they can and if it, it you know to make sure that what happens in 2020 happens again uh follow mark elias on x you don't even have to follow him go make a list and it'll create a feed go see what that guy has been talking about though they're they've been they're taking this seriously they're in court like every five minutes suing over this that redistricting all these different things uh mail-in votes and on our side uh, aren't there any good lawyers on our side i mean anybody care 
these people are clearly becoming more and more arrogant. And the reason for it is that they know the way things are right now. What are we going to do? Vote them out? I just told you. It's rigged. So what do they have to worry about? They could basically do whatever the hell they want. I mean, we do have, we or as of right now, we still have a Second Amendment in this country and probably more guns than anywhere all around the world. Um, so they're a little limited to um, how quickly they could pull the wool over your eyes. They got to kind of get you little by little and condition you into it at this point until they could get your guns away. Um, so it's it's time to smarten up. While we still can, I would recommend doing what whatever it is that we can to make sure that our elections are secure. Because also, by the way, the other thing is even if, let's just say for some reason, we manage to have a fair election in 2024 and Trump wins in a landslide that most of us know he should, you know, the other side's automatically going to make claims of election theft and everything else, because at the end of the day, uh, nobody, nobody I've spoken to anyway, whether it's Democrat, Republican or independent, truly believes that we have secure elections in our country. You know, the difference is, is, you know, uh, when the Democrats were crying about it, the Republicans were quick to dismiss it because they were on the winning end. And, you know, now it, it, that could very easily shift, right? And so it would be beneficial probably to all Americans, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or whatever, to have elections that we all believe in. Uh, there is no way in hell that anybody believes that sticking a vote in the mail is the safest thing that we can do, especially when you send them out to people who don't even ask for them. Um, there's no accountability whatsoever. Um, as a voter, I would like to know that after I cast my vote, it actually went to the candidate that it was supposed to, uh, some type of verification, right? Um, like I said, if we're serious about wanting to change the direction our country's going in, uh, we're going to need to secure our elections. Like it or not, we could do it now or we could do it later when it's much harder. Um, my situation is I think we've gone through enough. I think we've already seen the consequences to allowing a stolen election to stand. And hopefully we use that to anger us to find a legal way, keyword legal, way to secure our elections uh, before we have the same situation we did in 2020. It's um, pretty much all I have to say here. If you would do me a favor, like and share this live. Uh, go check out my Substack. It's drsativa.substack.com. It's free to subscribe. So there's no reason not to subscribe to it. Um, usually what I do is I take the um, most important stories of the day and i write them and put them up there i'm one guy so i can only write like four or five a day 
So I try to limit it to the stories that are important and I don't waste my time writing stuff just to write. Uh, so I have to say here until next time. Bye.